Hey guys, so I finally ordered Teeth Kiss, the multimedia workshop by Yan Palmer, the one and only. Check it out, I'll put a link below. One of the first exercises that she has you do is to remember the first time that you felt. I think I'm paraphrasing that right. That's how, that's how I took the instructions to say, close your eyes and remember the first time that you deeply, deeply felt felt something. And I told Yen what first came to mind, and I'll spare you all because it's really embarrassing, maybe for another time, remind me. But after some kind of fleeting, embarrassing sort of memories that kind of jab and have you know rough edges that like, oh, of course, that was the first time I felt something. It was horrible. But I went deeper I went back. I tried to go, well, no, I was around four when that happened, and I lived here, so I wanted to go back. When was the first time? And when I started doing this, I originally thought of photographs. I thought of myself painting, and then I thought, that's a photograph. Um, that's not actually a memory. I, I, I can feel it. You know, I've seen that picture of me, little little me painting so many times that it almost felt like a memory, but it's really not. Um even though I remember that house. And then closed my eyes and what came back was this house. I was able to visit there a couple years ago. I made my dad take me there. Matt and I were visiting New York. Vivian wasn't born yet, so it must have been about four years ago. And he knew the way because he used to go pick us up. Uh, it was a, an apartment on top of a garage on a horse farm in... Uh, in New York, in like Chester or Monroe, New York. And so my dad knew the way, so I was like, Dad, take me there. You know, I was I had to convince him, and he didn't feel like going, but he didn't want to, you know, he wanted me to just look at it from the road, and I was like, we go, drive in there. I really wanted to see it again, and I was able to take a few photos before he absolutely freaked out <laughs> and pulled a crazy Huey and drove out of there. Um, and the one that you see is, is one of my favorites with the deer passing. And that's what it felt like living there. It was like Cinderella, Cinderella's house. It, it was there, you know, birds and bunnies and ducks and geese and chickens and an evil swan and two dogs. And of course the horses and the ponies and apple trees. It was so idyllic. And I think I knew that at some level when I lived there, that this is special. And I, I don't know that all my friends lived on a horse farm because I remember that being a talking point. Like, I live on a horse farm. Um, we have ticks. You know, that was, that, that was another talking point. And um, so I did this exercise. I kept going, going back, and it brought me back to this house. It was a place that is one of really my, my earliest, strongest memories live here. I can remember the layout of it. And as I closed my eyes and walked through the house like a little ghost, you know, like a little girl ghost, I was really remembering the layout. I could, I could remember the door and down the hall to the left, or I think two bedrooms and the way that the kitchen was and the way that it just smelled and, um, it smelled like wood and grass and a horse farm. Well, you know, I thought of the things that I felt there, and it was just this kind of kind of kaleidoscope kind of moment moment of death, like moment before seeing the light 
experience of just all these feelings of just being able to rollerblade in the house and my sister and I crawling around the grounds with <laughs> after having scattered chicken bones like eating chick eat, you know eating chicken bones around and we were crawling around like destitute people you know hungry women <laughs> needing to find these bones um I actually believe we were playing lost in the barrens which I don't know if any of you have seen I still have the VHS tape physical copy because I just can't let it go we loved that movie so much uh we were playing lost in the barrens and I remembered that and I remembered just my dresser and my precious moments doll that I put chapstick on and my mom got upset but then apologized and I remember this feeling that was there and the exercise is intended to bring you to the center of your gift that's my words like the center the center of the gift is a concept that I've thought about throughout the years and especially with um through through the play my name is Asher Lev that when I first saw that years ago that brought that to my mind what is the center of the gift it's not just painting it's in his case um, a screen that has to get out. That's what his mentor Jacob Kahn says in the in the book. It's a novel. It was adapted as a play um, by Chaim Potok. Uh, his mentor says, "Art is a scream in you that wants to get out in a special way, something like that." And I identified with that. And so this exercise really brought me to a totally new place, um, physical, you know, sort of psychic place in my mind of this living dream as I went back to this house and I felt the feeling of family. That's really what it felt like. For those of you who know me, after you know living in this house, my mom got married. We, my sister and I had lived here alone with her. She got married and our life changed um, forever in, in a really distinct way because she married a person who was an alcoholic. And our lives became marked with that. Um, but before that happened, although she was seeing him at this time, I didn't know that. Um, this was, you know, sort of the golden era in my mind. I, I really wouldn't have phrased it like this before having done this exercise where the, the thing that I felt there was pre. It was pre. It was pre-pain. It was this time of sisterhood and feminine safety of my mom and my sister. And I remember the owner, Heidi, um, the way that she related to us. And I remember thinking she was kind but stern, and I really liked that combination and um, her German accent. And it might have been Austrian. I'm not sure. I'll have to fact check that with my mom. Or maybe it was just in my mind. Maybe in my memory she's a German lady because of her persona. But um, I saw how... So I kind of sat down in that room and I, in the, the, the living room and I kind of remembered like watching 101 Dalmatians a million times and loving it and being really, really obsessed with it. And my mom was okay with that. Like I really, really liked it. And I really, really just wanted to watch it all the time. And she let me in. I loved the part where the dogs and the owners are walking by and they match. And I was like, oh, like I was a freak for that part. Like, rewind, rewind, rewind. Watch that. Over. They match. And I just, I just loved that. I think it just expressed this, you know, just 
pairing aesthetic expression of their of their essence and their uniqueness and uh, it was my favorite part and if I ever I've seen it as an adult and it still brings me this feeling like yes all is right <laughs> I match my dog <laughs> um I love that part and I love that movie and and really I love this house I don't think we lived there for that long because we jumped around my mom was a single mother and was waitressing at night to be able to pay the bills and like barely slept. She got us off to school. And then, you know, really I asked her like, when did you sleep? Like if you were home in the morning and you were home for us, you know, when we were little and everything, like, and you worked at night, I pieced that together. And I was like, did you get enough sleep? And she's like, no. And I was like, did that was, you know, I kind of asked like, was that hard? How did that feel? Um, and she said, I, I didn't think about it. I, I couldn't think about it. Like, I just had to take care of you and just move on. And I can relate to some of that now as an adult and a mother. Um, so sitting back in this living room and thinking about these memories and our, our hamsters and our gerbils and being allowed to do things. My mom was, was, was permissive. That was one of her words and that shaped us. And that was part of our you know, sort of millennial upbringing. And, um, she was, she was permissive. We, if we wanted 10 gerbils, we could have that. <laughs> and she loved animals. We have some funny stories about them and when they had babies and how entranced I was by their little pink bodies and how she murdered one. Maybe that can be a whole another story, a whole another podcast. <laughs> Um, well, in short, she murdered one, uh, because she thought it was an evil one. There was an evil one that kept like just biting the crap out of us all the time. And so she like got out and she was like, you know what, little one, your time has come. And she swept them out into the winter, into the cold, into the snow, snowy New York, uh, with a broom and then <laughs> went to go pick up the other one, like buttercup or whatever. And it bit her. And she was like, no. And of course, the nice one was mine. The mean one was my sister's, and uh, so she had to help us cope with all of that. Two little girls. It was it was deep. It was intense. But what I want to focus on is this um, this feeling that I had there of permission, and this feeling of breaking the rules, of eating way too much ice cream, and you know, being able to binge watch movies over and over and over, and uh, being able to have pets and have them in the house and being able to run around the property like we did. I really, in my mind, my mom wasn't there. In my mind, maybe she was at work in my mind. Um, I just remember my sister and I being able to roam and roam and roam. And really, I'm not sure if we really were doing that. There was a pond pretty close. And I know my for myself as a mother, like, there would be no roaming around a pond. But I don't know that we were allowed on that side of the property. And the back of our little house had a really good yard. Um, so we probably just were confined there, but really it's such a just fantastic, beautiful place. When I went here and took this photo, it was the first time I had been back as an adult. I think I made my dad again go there when I was like 16 or something um, and took some uh, some uh, disposable photos. Those are somewhere. But we, so we went, you know, back and um, I took photos, but all these memories and the feeling of, of being there is really not something that came out until I did this exercise with, you know, in the vein of, as an exploration of your, the seed of your creative work, do this. 
and this great feeling of permission and breaking the rules and sisterhood and closeness and family. And this also now through the sort of adult lens, this idea of reclaiming that, that my photos have a marriage of, or I, I, you know, I hope they, the ones that stand out to me and speak to me, there's a marriage between joy and pain. There's a marriage between loss and gratitude. And, um, you know, I love photographs of children that are through some sort of veil, whether that veil is through the lighting or through being out of focus or through the veil of film. Um, There's a veil that, or like a photo I just posted recently of, uh, through the veil of um, a trampoline, the sort of netting of the trampoline. And... I just love that idea, and it's it's the the needle is stuck there. The needle is stuck on this child who's inside the snow globe, and you know I as artist am reaching out for her, for him, and and for them, and for myself. And I've always kind of known that and picked up on it. There's always one child or one pairing in the family that really stands out to me, and. I tend to over-photograph that child uh, or that, you know, person or that pairing during the during the photo shoot because we're just vibing. Um, and I have a little bit more insight now as to why that is um, because there's this house that lives in my heart. Um, it was an apartment. It was on this property and it wasn't, you know, my childhood home per se where I had tons and tons of memories. It was this, you know, kind of momentary place where I lived for some time. I think it was a couple of years, might have been less. And yet it captured this, um, that just this love that I felt from my mom. And there was a barrier when she got married, a barrier was placed between me and that, between me and, and her. And, um, so the idea of making that connection with my, with my work is really fascinating to me. I, I love it. I think it's opened up now a clearer vision for me of being able to invest more in this whole area and understanding how, yeah, my work is this, it's it's a kind of like psychological, reclamation of that space of this idyllic just tree covered you know inside inside the snow globe like that's how I put it like under the wings the very protected loving embraced snug as a bug feeling of of just love and family before the you know blight before um before suffering came in. And, and I think that would have happened anyway for me. I think um, there's enough suffering in the world to when you mature and become an adult. Of course, that that bubble pops and we all look back at our childhoods and you know soldiers recount th- these memories that come to them on the battlefield of just the warmth of their mothers. And um, that lives in all of us and hopefully it lives in all of us. But I see how... That's a driver for me. It's a driver in my life. It's a driver in my desire to build a home. It's a desire in my what I hope to be achieving with my daughters. 
Um, and so that was, that was really, it was profound. I really am, um, feel like I'm onto something, feel like it was important um, for my work, and I wanted to share that experience because I thought the exercise was really cool. And it also opened up another door in conjunction, in conjunction with Yan talking about some of the mental work that she has done in her work to understand what are the symbols that, that, are, that she's captivated by and how um, certain you know, familial interactions, what, asking the question, what does that make you feel? You see a mother and a daughter. And that will be different for everyone. Some universals, you know, the universal body language of love. But for me, you know, this, this running wild, these two girls, you know, this wildness and these, you know, deer and geese and um, just kind of lawlessness that you might expect with a mother that loves you to death and no father in the house. <laughs> we were allowed, we were allowed to do a lot. My dad would pick us up. And uh, I remember my time, you know, of him picking us up and that being a ritual. And I'm so glad that he remembered where we lived and he tucked it in his memory and could be coerced to to visiting. He, you know, it's very tenuous. I, uh, he is not to be pushed like we were driving in and around and that's it. And, uh, you know, he was like very flustered that I was taking pictures, which maybe obviously like... I don't know, does Heidi still live there? I have no idea. Was it trespassing on private property? Yes. <laughs> were there signs all around? Yes. Uh, but we were, we were safe inside the car. The photograph that you see is actually looking out of the front uh, windshield. So I wanted to share all of that with you and maybe encourage you to in your, in your own creative journey. I'm so interested in the seed form, um, the thread that goes through us all, this thread, like Maurice Sendak, the uh, most famously known as the, um, what is it, illustrator of Where the Wild Things Are, I couldn't think of that word, illustrator of uh, Where the Wild Things Are, among many other wonderful enchanting books, um, he said, you know, the needle is stuck in childhood for him, and when he said that, I really related to it, I thought, you and I, Maurice, you know, we're the broken ones, the needle is stuck in childhood, um, and I really just have held on to that for a long time and felt like, yeah, you know, those themes interest me and such. You know, I didn't really connect why, and I have now, and it has to do with this house and the memories that we made there. So thank you, Yan. Thanks, Mom, for moving us into this farmhouse with ticks. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.